The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a rabbi, I love quoting, his name was Rabbi Galinsky. And he grew up as a uh, yeshiva, ba, a yeshiva bachur back in the day where they had literally nothing to eat. So the rabbi in the area, his name was Rabbi Avraham Yaffa. That was his name. And he had all the boys, they would sleep in his house, in the hallway, on the floor. They would eat at his table. If there was anything in the kitchen, they were encouraged to make themselves at home to eat whatever they want. Anyway, the boys, what would they eat? They would have a little piece of bread, you know, and a small piece of fish. That was their Seudat Shabbat. Then they went to study, you know, where they got a little bit of tea and coffee in the Bet Knesset. Then they would come back and the rabbi would teach them until late at night. Anyway, late at night, one Friday night, all the boys, they're starving. They had one slice of bread. You know, that's their food. There's, there's, uh, you know, their, their stomachs are growling. So they turned to this boy, uh, Yaakov, at the time, Yankel was his name, and they said, Yankel, do something. Tutetpis. Right? Is that how we would say it? Right? That's how you'd say it back in, in the Haim, right? Tutetpis, do something. He felt bad. So he goes into the kitchen. He rummages around in the kitchen. He finds some bread. Okay, bread was very cheap, so they had bread. He brings back bread, but he found something else in the kitchen. Uh, the boys were very excited. He found a small jar of honey. And he gave everyone on the bread a little bit of honey. Okay? The boys were in heaven, even though it was only one more slice of bread. But that extra kind of sweetness really kind of woke them up. They were so, they were so excited. It's only a little while later that this man, this boy, finds out that the Rabbanit, that Rabbi Yaffa's wife, the Rabbanit, turned over heaven and earth to get that small jar of honey. You couldn't find it anywhere. She paid an astronomical for their ability, amount to be able to get it. And she was saving it for the upcoming holiday of Passover to be able to make a very special dish for Passover, to make have something nice for the holiday. That's what she was saving it for. The boy feels terrible. What did they have? They share everything. Now she finally got her hands on a small delicacy. Now we're going to... You know, I remember reading about the time, during the times before the war, where you had a mother trying to figure out, she got hold of a little olive oil, and she was trying to decide if she should make a, a potato latke for her son, or she should use the little olive oil she had to be able to light Shabbat candles. These are the decisions that they made, they had nothing. So the boy feels terrible, and he decides he's going to apologize to the rabbi's wife. But before he gets a chance, unfortunately, the war breaks out. And he's exiled, they go from there to Siberia, they go from there from one place to another, to Uzbekistan, from there to Germany, he goes through the concentration camps, and he doesn't know if he's ever going to get the chance to say sorry to the Rabbanit for having stolen the one delicacy that she had in her house in the kitchen. In the year Tafshin Yud Aleph, so roughly 72 years ago, I think it's around 1950 it should be, the rabbi is in Eretz Israel. he manages to escape with his life to Israel, and he hears... That his old rabbi, Rabbi Yaffa, and his wife, the Rabbanit, are coming to Israel to visit. He can't believe it. This is his chance, right, to say sorry for all those years ago. He didn't know if he'd live, if she'd live. Anyway, they come and the rabbi stands up in front of all the boys and he says, Look, we have to rebuild. We need to make the yeshivot strong again. We need to wake up Am Yisrael. We've lost six million Jews. What are we going to do? Every boy is given a chance to give the thoughts what they thought they could do to be able to help rebuild Judaism anew. And finally, it's his turn. He says, Yaakov, your turn. And he stands up and he says, Before I say anything, he says, I have to give an apology. The rabbi's there, all the boys, and the rabbanit is sitting by herself in the couch in the side of the room, listening to everything that's being said. He says, I'd like to apologize. 
before the war broke out, we were all like, we used to sleep in the house, used to eat in the house, and there was one Friday night, we were all starving, and I went in the kitchen, I took some bread, and I found a little jar of honey. And I'm so sorry to say, I found out afterwards, Rabbanit, that you were saving it for the holiday, and I took it, and I have to apologize, please, if you could find it in your heart to forgive me. The Rabbanit gets up, and she starts yelling. They were all taken aback. They never saw, she didn't say one word. Now she's yelling, she's yelling at him. But they focus in and they hear, she's like, I can't believe that you're telling me this. I can't believe that you're standing here today apologizing for the... He's like shrinking into himself. There's not reaction, he says. He, she says, I can't believe you're apologizing. When it is me that should be apologizing to you. How could it be that someone has in their house some starving boys and they get a little bit of honey and I should have put it aside for the holiday for a little dish for me and my husband? I'm apologizing to you that you had to go to the kitchen and take it and I didn't offer it myself. Please, can you accept my apology? Myself and the rabbi that we should apologize to you boys for not having thought to give it to you of our own volition. The rabbi's name was Rabbi Avram Yaffa. And like they say, Kishmo, Ken Hu, like his name, so he is. A great grandson, a descendant of Avraham Avinu himself. Of Sarai Menu herself. Who did an act, who lived a, a life where their house was a midbar, was open to everyone, where everything was hefker. Everyone understood you could take everything. And what does he apologize for? He apologizes and she apologizes for the fact that someone apologized to them for taking something from their kitchen that they'd put aside, the little small thing. Even that we should have shared more openly. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.